Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Now streaming at twitch.tv slash extreme anime radio. With podcasts powered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash anime radio. Please note that our live shows are available to view on Twitch. However, portions of the audio recordings may be edited prior to podcast release. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. We appreciate your understanding and thank you for your support. everybody welcome to the april 6th edition and the first april edition in general of the extreme anime radio podcast thank you so much for joining us watching us listening to us however you are enjoying this program i am jr and in front of the book stand is mr neff canuck good evening sir had a bit of camera difficulty with my chosen background so went back to different software and found out that this software, it is marked beta, so I can't complain in that sense, but it has some really weird undocumented features that, you know, make doing a podcast a little bit more exciting. Yeah, so if Neff kind of skews off in one direction, you'll all understand. Yeah, I might just literally drop out of the picture, might have to, you know, raise my arm like a flamingo to get back into the picture. It might just get fun. <laughs> Uh, welcome to everybody in the chat. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to listen to the audio version of this podcast, of course, you can find it at anchor, anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. Uh, and if you're listening to us, you want to watch us and all of our camera moves in all wonderful sorts of fashions, please check us out at twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. Uh, we have Bree, Kaldith, Shadow. Oh, we have Shadow. We haven't seen Shadow in a while. Hello, Shadow. And hello also to Flax. Um, what we're going to do tonight is um, we're going to do the podcast and then uh, we're going to have a little show and tell. 
we're going to show you the food that uh, Bree and I had in uh, Denver at the famed Matsuhisa restaurant. Um, so that's going to be a video-only thing that we're going to do, and then we'll move on to Ace Attorney from there. And you're making me regret my choice of dinner. Which is? Bro- which was frozen pizza. <laughs> oh, that's, that's okay. We've all had that, right? Yeah, but probably compared to what you're going to show me, it's going to be like, great. <laughs> now I want real food. Darn it. <laughs> so uh, those of you listening on Anchor, after we are done with this podcast, be sure to check out the end of our Twitch replay. Again, twitch.tv forward slash Extreme Anime Radio, because that's where we're going to put this whole little presentation feast for the eyes, that sort of thing. So please look forward to that. And uh, yes, a wonderful time out in Colorado for the weekend. Uh, A nice escape uh, to remind me of the fact that I've turned 40 years old. (laughs) We'll just put a little pause right there. I, I was expecting, I'm going, are you expecting me to give you a line? Because I could give you a line. But then I'd be treading on dangerous waters for myself. So I'm not sure I want to step on that landmine and blow my own foot off. Thank you very much. <laughs> About two or three years for every book behind you, Neff. Oh, okay. Now, now you're playing dirty, friend. Now you're playing dirty. Uh, I thought it was referring to myself. Well, not really, if you count the number of books behind me. I'm counting like about 20 or so. That's my rough guess. Um, probably, yeah, that might be a little high, but let's say 15. Okay. If you said three, three per. Oh, remember that, that your screen is being compressed as well. So ah, yes, that's true. You have that's the, true the of... what we call the wings on either side uh, cutting you and making you slimmer. I wish. Then I wouldn't need to, you know, beat myself up every day, you know, with fitness boxing two for 45 minutes a day. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, Neff, Shadow says I'm eating Chinese food. That's still miles ahead of what I had for dinner. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Karim. Thank you for joining us. Um, Neff, uh, I showed you something today that made you pretty happy. So hold on. I'm going to do the little... Um, um gucci pose over here with my new okay you you're you're trying okay there we go he's trying folks to do the pose and yeah kind of sorta but yikes and i like how it's uh people reacting to my tweets are also showing up on my watch now oops that's what you'll notice when you have one of those on your wrist your wrist will start vibrating to the point where you'll be like you know okay i'm gonna end up with like tremors when I'm 41. <laughs> uh, oh, Bree saying, if he makes you feel any better, I live out in the middle of the mountains, so I don't get to eat a lot of delicious things. Aw. <laughs> Ouch. In her area, though, they have a place that makes amazing pancakes. I will give you that. There is mm. at least one good thing out there. Ah, yes. A real breakfast. <laughs> As opposed to what you get around here, which is, you know, basically either fast food or a cereal bowl. Or Tim Hortons. I wouldn't even call Tim Hortons fast anymore. Have you seen the lineups lately? <laughs> it's like crime and he's like, they want you to pre-order. You pre-order. You tell them the, the number. And it's like, what number was that? 
Mm-hmm. You know, and you spend, you know, three minutes backing and forth and you're like, I could have just as easily, you know, given you my order now mm-hmm. and not bothered with trying to pre-order and be, you know, like efficient. <laughs> um, but yes, I did pick this up uh, today. Um, the Apple Store in my neighborhood was very busy, but uh, I figured it was time to spring on this because the um, the Fitbit that I've had for the last few years is still running into issues sometimes syncing with my iPhone, trying to send messages over, or in the case of flying out to Colorado, changing time zones. Because the only way you can change the time is to actually go into your Fitbit app. No, first you have to update your time on your phone, and then you have to go to the Fitbit app and you have to do a resync, which for me sometimes involves unpairing, pairing, and then also uh, reinstalling the app and everything. Okay. Yours might not have been one of the ones recalled because they were catching fire. No. But that Fitbit, yikes. <laughs> oh, that would that would drive me crazy. I can confirm it was not one of the recall ones. Well, maybe it should have been for being a piece of junk. <laughs> but uh, no, this is the one that uh, um, I ended up getting. Um so this is the 40, I think it's the 45 millimeter Apple Watch 7, which is the bigger of the yeah. two models. Uh, Series 7, the biggest one is 45 millimeter. Right. Uh, blue aluminum case and a black band. I'm not a fan of these one loops you just sling onto your wrist. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a style thing. It's a ease of use thing. I mean, for me, the Milanese loop that, you know, and I didn't buy the official Milanese loop because mm-hmm. I was not about to spend 150 Canadian, I think they want for it. Hey. So I bought a compatible one from a major online retailer for a lot, lot less. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, one of the sad things is that I just realized when charging the phone, uh, no, when charging the phone, uh, we keep calling it a phone, but it's actually a watch. When charging the watch, um, oh, it, the the Apple Watch charger uses a USB-C. Oh, great. So I had to siphon the uh, charger from my iPad, uh, the power adapter, that is, in order to charge this watch. Now I have a USB-A to watch charger on the way. So... Well, eventually USB-C is supposed to take over. Right. If, you know, Thunderbolt 4, 5, 6, or whatever doesn't first. Mm. Oh, I mean, I keep saying, pick a standard and live with it. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect, but a standard is there for a reason. Mm. You keep changing them every three years. Yeah, you make money, but you create e-waste, and basically, we're not better off. Mm. But uh, so yes, I have to get uh, that adapter so I can plug it into the uh, the USB A chargers that are right on my nightstand over here. So it's convenient to charge the watch at the end of the day, unless I just want to charge it when I go into the shower and let it track how I sleep. Well, I mean, it really depends what what you want to use the watch for, and I will I will warn you, depending on how geeky you want to get. You can end up using the watch basically to the point where you're like, if I lose this watch, I'll lose my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I've already because... seen it, it. It's loaded a lot of apps uh, for me. Um, so it has uh, it has Apple Music. So if I want to, 
I could theoretically listen to music from my watch. If you have a compatible pair of Bluetooth headphones, yeah. Oh, okay. So it won't play through the speaker. No, no. That's what I thought. Um, I was going to say, very low fidelity speaker. You aren't getting much. I mean, if you want an ex- if you want an example, uh, download the weather app from Carrot. Just mm-hmm. be mindful and keep it on very tame. <laughs> I don't, and it's saying a few things sometimes where it's like, "You shut up," or "I better make sure I don't use you in certain places because I will get in trouble." <laughs> Especially the office. Uh, I'm just kind of uh, scrolling through and see if we can give it uh, a test. If I can find the album. That I have here made by no copyright sounds. An album? Okay. Hmm. There's a story, I'm sure, behind this. I'm not sure we're going to find that story out. I am going to ask you, Hmm. has anything shown up in your watch from your vehicle? Uh, No, I haven't checked. Okay. Because that's one thing, one, you know, handy little feature that my watch has from my vehicle. Mm Mm-hmm. Basically, I can start it, I can unlock it, or lock it from my watch, mm-hmm. which is really nice because, okay. you know, there are moments where it's like my hands are full or, gee, I'm going down to the ele- from the elevator to the car. Mm-hmm. It's freezing cold. I would like my car to be at least semi-livable by the time I get downstairs. Mm. That That's an you interesting uh, task to use your watch for, though. Well, yeah, I mean, I just have to remember that if I do it that way, it sets the seat heater to barbecue. If it's anything <laughs> below 10 degrees Celsius or about 50 Fahrenheit, it goes like full throttle on the on the seat heater, and you're like going, "Oh, oh boy, that's that's an eye that's an eye opener." <laughs> All right, I found a no copyright sound, so uh, this is safe to play on the air. I'm just gonna double check this real quick. It's probably going to say, "Please attach." Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. No, it's playing on my iPhone. Exactly. That's what it's going to do. <laughs> basically, yeah, it's, it's, it basically can't on its own. So it'll it'll want like speakers or a phone or I don't think it does it on the iPad. I think it's either your phone or a set of speakers or headphones. Okay. So, Which uh, is reasonable, I think. But, mm. but uh, no, happy to... Um... Happy to finally get my hands on this, um, and uh, I, I think I'm going to be experimenting with it for a few days at least and see how things work out. Well, I, I was going to say, you'll find yourself tweaking it and then playing with it, and you'll be wondering, why is my watch dead? And I've only been wearing it for about six hours. <laughs> you know, uh, and then it has like, whoops, yeah, because I've been playing with it for six hours. <laughs> Um, I wonder if uh, Liz is in the chat uh, because I would like to show off the little gift that she mailed me uh, for my 40th birthday. Um, and so if she's around, well, I'll, I'll wait for her to chime in before I show everybody. Oh, hi, Liz. Okay. She got me something for my keyboard and now I have to figure out how to install it. Check this out. It is a Sailor Moon space bar. Okay. A pry bar. A lot of time. And very gently, and you'll get that in after removing <laughs> the old one. It is so cute, though. 
It is quite nice. I'm like going, hmm. <laughs> I would I would like something like that, except my keyboard is very customized already, and something like that wouldn't fit, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I have a very compact uh, key- style keyboard, mm-hmm. since I can only type one-handed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I see. But uh, thank you, Liz, once again for that wonderful present, and uh, to the others who got me stuff as well. Thank you very much. Um, we have some news from Japan about the borders, which is sort of not really changing anything. Um, they're just updating their language to say that um, two-thirds of the countries and territories that were subject to no, you can't come in, now they're just taking them off the list. But more or less, you still need a visa to go to Japan and still no tourism. So really nothing's changing. just some legal schmeagle thing. I, I, I'm going... The only reason I think they would even bother changing it is because other countries are going, if you don't start changing things, we're not going to let you in. Mm. So there might be a little bit of, you know, this for that going on there. Meanwhile, South Korea, within the last few days, has opened their borders to tourism again. Well, I mean, if you're interested in going to South Korea, I mean... I'm not sure that would be a place I'd like to go personally, only because, you know, we've got North Korea right next door. North Korea, yeah, they're a little crazy. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> so, um, uh, yes, a, a lot of places um, around Asia are opening up the tourists again, Japan being the lone exception. And there are now, if you search all over the place, there are opinion pieces, I believe, ranging from Bloomberg to the Wall Street Journal, all suggesting when are Japan going to open their borders again to tourists? They're only like one well, of the few holdovers now, right? I think so. I, I can't remember any other country who's just basically saying no to tourists at this point. Mm. Uh, I mean, Canada's basically said now, as long as you're vaccinated, come on in. You don't even need to have a pretest. That's officially uh, abolished now? Yep. As of uh, April 1st, I think it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then three days later, Ontario legalized single-sport gambling in the province. So now for the last three days, my my airwaves have been filled with gamble on this, gamble on that, gamble on the other thing. And I'm like... (sighs) Oh, sports books named after um, Ancient Rome, a company that we can't mention on the air because, Nev, you say they don't sponsor our podcast? Well, a bunch of them, actually. (laughs) Uh, You know, when the Ontario government uh, legalized uh, single-event betting, they just basically threw it open to the private sector and said, come on in. Mm. And like I said, that means we've had about, I want to say about a half dozen companies just hammering us with these ads. It gets to the point where it's like, I don't want to gamble with you clowns just because you're that annoying. <laughs> it's like, ah. Place your bets on the Blue Jays. Well, let's just say with opening day only a few days away, there is much optimism in Blue Jays land. Okay. Now, is that optimism well-placed? We had a decent season last year. Mm-hmm. Nobody will say no to that. Mm-hmm. But you're in a division with... The Boston Red Sox, the New York Yankees, and the Tampa Bay Rays. 
<laughs> a literal murderer's row of your hopes and dreams, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, you'll notice I didn't mention one team, the Baltimore Orioles, because they don't they barely qualify as a franchise anymore. <laughs> if they manage less than 100 losses this year, that will be considered a success for that squad. Mm-hmm. Um, and meanwhile, in Mets land, we have our starting pitcher for opening day. Tyler McGill. Some of us are like, who? <laughs> I was going to say Tyler McWho. Tyler McGill, actually, um, I believe he played, um, oh boy. He was a very good rookie pitcher and had an outstanding spring training. I know that. So that's why I guess they uh, uh, picked him over such people as like Scherzer or that sort of thing. Mm. Yes, uh, we have Barrios starting for the Jays on Friday against the Texas Rangers, pardon me, <laughs> who are starting a Mr. Gray. I don't know what his first name is, so I'm just Gray Jr., I think it's, uh, it's saying here, and I'm like, okay. Mr. Gray. Well, the last time I heard of Mr. Gray, I was playing Cluedo. <laughs> oh, it's John Gray. There we go. Okay. He lo- he looks somewhat like he needs a shave, but me. <laughs> so uh, lots to look forward to. Um, they've already postponed uh, opening day for the Yankees tomorrow because of the weather we've been having lately uh, today and quite possibly tomorrow as well. I, I was going to say we we talked about it when you had arrived, you know, had arrived, and it was like mm. that doesn't sound like pleasant weather. No. <laughs> Then again, up here, it's like mostly dry, although now the next couple of days it's supposed to be, you know, raining off and on, but cold. Mm. I mean, we're talking stupid cold for this time of year, and it's like, you know, around Easter, things are supposed to warm up. Right now, (laughs) that ain't happening. Mm. And I'm going, and when am I going to get my, you know, tires swapped over? Mm -hmm. Can I do it before the end of April? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just not looking forward to two trips to the dealership because I got to get my oil changed this month. <laughs> um, I've been looking at the news from uh, from Japan, and uh, Soto News 24 had a little April Fool's article saying that foreigners, when they come into Japan, when they're allowed back, will be required to eat sushi every day. That's not an April Fool's joke. That's like the dream come true for a lot of people. I got news for you. <laughs> I mean, if it was every three, if it was breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that might be a bit of a problem after a couple of days, just because you know some variety. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, no, 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 that's not that's not. No. But uh, one of the uh, one of the more interesting stories I read about was uh, Capcom. Um, raising their salaries for their workers in Japan um, by, I think, a few hundred bucks per, I want to say per month. Capcom, as I'm sure many other game companies have, um, they've had a profitable year, um, of course, um, thanks in no part to COVID with people having a lot of free time at home now. I was going to say, stuck at home with nothing to do. Let's play video games. <laughs> Ping. Cha-ching. 
So um, this is uh, to coincide with the start of the new fiscal year, which we've mentioned it before here on the show. The fiscal years in Japan start April 1st, so a brand new year has started uh, business-wise. And uh, so Capcom, new and existing um, hires, uh, will get the uh, salary increase. Oh, that's a nice gesture. I mean, again, that's the thing. A good company will share its profits with its employees who help make the profits. Mm-hmm. A bad company will say, we're keeping the profits, and if you don't like it, hit the bricks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A.K.A., you know, that smiling online retailer who uh, tried to squash the unionization in your neck of the woods and failed miserably. <laughs> But no, uh, Capcom, uh, Street Fighter, Resident Evil, Monster Hunter, and Ace Attorney, which will be continuing tonight. <laughs> nice segue, JR. Very yes. good. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Um, as far as uh, viewing stuff uh, related to Japan, uh, what I can say is that I finished the original movie series of Lone Wolf and Cub all six or seven movies i think we've seen um and it leaves you on a bit of a cliffhanger although i will mention to you neff you might get a a kick out of the soundtrack uh for the final movie um that saw the other day um because it has a bit of a james bond lupon vibe to it i think oh dear that that is interesting. Wonder if it's available on Apple Music. Hmm. But uh, check. But uh, no. Um, for a movie that was made in Japan, a, a period movie made in 1974, that kind of all makes sense, I think. Well, I mean, I will say this: Japanese cinema in the 70s had some really interesting choices, both in terms of what they actually you know made and the music that they used yeah because don't forget 1974 live action loop on the third movie it's as goofy as you might think it would be oh no when you have nuns in leather with machine guns yeah oh boy you have to you're gonna have to send me some information on that uh but um yeah i have the dvd it's like Whenever we get together next time, I'll show it to you, and you'll be going, "Okay, who who, who greenlight this project? Who greenlight this project?" <laughs> I think it, no, that's going to be on my list. But um, if you look up, um, uh, I thought we talked about this before, Neff. Aren't they? Are they available on HBO Max in your neck of the woods? I think. Well, no, we don't have HBO Max. So it'll either be Crave or the Criterion uh, channel if it's available up here. Criterion, like I said, yeah, Mm. yeah, the the rights issues are really goofy once you get to Canada. I mean, it's just like, just when you think you understand where stuff is, Mm -hmm. no. The only thing that's stable is the anime, and that's only because the the powers that be up here couldn't figure out a way to make money off it if they tried. Mm-hmm. And uh, going to Anime Land, Neff, uh, I've told you what what I've been watching. uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, uh, amazing uh, series uh, of movies based off of the manga about um, the um, former imperial executioner 
and his son wandering around uh, trying to save face um, as they're being confronted by danger all over the place. Um, and it does leave you on a cliffhanger because, uh, well, the main antagonist uh, is still around. Um, I guess uh, I won't know what happens to him unless I read the manga. If I can even hmm. find it. Um, I think dark. I think that was done by Dark Horse. I think that rings a bell. You gonna let, make me look oh. this up again, huh? <laughs> well, it, whether you decide to look this up while we're live, you know, doing the podcast, I mean, that is entirely on your boat, sir. Nineteen seventy, published by. Okay, yeah, Dark Horse is the English publisher. You're right. The only reason I know that is because, oddly enough, when I was buying the Ah My Goddess manga. Um, they would have ads for other series they were doing, including Lone Wolf and Cub. Mm -hmm. And because I bought every volume of the Oh My Goddess manga, which topped out, I think, at 43, I saw that those ads numerous, numerous times. <laughs> uh, thank you for the Switch Sarah request, um, Flax. But anyway, Neff, uh, really quick, what have you been watching uh, lately? Because I know we, we, we can't watch Comey Can't Communicate just yet. Yeah, uh, I finished my dress up, darling, which, you know, ended on a very nice note. Um, there was an April Fool's joke that claimed a season two was coming, but there is rumblings that if they get enough uh, actual new content from the manga creator, they want to do a season two. Mm. Right now, it's just they don't have enough. I see. They think to do a full season two. Um, as for other stuff, honestly, I haven't had the, ch had the time, and I'm actually going to force myself for the new season, because there was a couple of shows that I really want to see, yeah. although I hope a couple of them get a dub. Mm. One of them being I and Family. Because okay. that one is going to be bizarre. Because imagine, if you will, mm -hmm. a spy tasked with saving the world mm -hmm. has to gain access to a certain person. That certain person is in a school. He can't get in that school. So what does he do? He adopts a kid. Now, a single person adopting a kid, that's a little bit of a problem for him as a spy. So he takes a wife. Problem number one, the kid is a, is a telepath and knows instantly, you know, what he is, who he is, and what, he, what he's going to do, but doesn't want to be left in the orphanage where he finds her. The wife is actually an assassin in the country, of the country, where he's trying to get the state secrets from. Oh, boy. And he doesn't know this, but the little girl does. Because, of course, she's the telepath. So I, I, I've read the manga a bit. Uh, I stopped because I don't even remember why I stopped. But literally that premise alone, that's going to get me to watch. Mm. But then I heard the opening theme, and I'm like, okay, now you got me. Uh-oh. Now you got me. Because they do the spy riff thing perfectly. And as you know, I'm a bit of a, you know, secret agent spy thing. You know, I, I have that thing. So it's like, oh, yeah, you're hitting all the right notes here. Reader die. Ding. Loop on the third. Ding. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, this is, I would say it's not quite a mashing of the two, but there are definitely notes of both. Mm -hmm. Plus, of course, a side of James Bond. And a very interesting side, which I won't mention because 
depending on how far they get with the material they're going to use, mm-hmm. you'll find the actual reference to James Bond in the series. Oh, boy. James Bond, No Time to Die, uh, uh, Flax says. No, 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 no. I'll only say this. The character of Bond shows up, but not in a way that you would expect. <laughs> just, just as a side project, put it that way. Not quite background noise, a little more to the foreground. Okay. <laughs> Well, you got uh, you got my interest for sure, but uh, also I I keep I keep putting off uh, my my dress up, darling. I got to watch that whole uh, episode series and whatnot. I think they're now up to episode ten in the dub. So if you want to just go straight to the dub, which I thought was very well done, including a couple of scenes where the translators, the, the subtitlers, gave up because literally. The character makes noises that are in an unintelligible. You have no idea what the character is trying to say because mm-hmm. they're having, you know, this nervous mental breakdown. Uh-huh. It, and it comes out as like a... And literally that's what shows up as a subtitle. <laughs> um, now, we do have some dub news, Neff. Uh, this is the latest installment here in the XAR podcast of Funimation Crunchyroll, dun 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 dun, and the news coming out. Uh, I think it was today or not yesterday about uh, the renaming of the Funimation YouTube channel. The Funimation YouTube channel is now known, I believe, as Crunchyroll Dubs. Well. As I've as I've said, basically all they're doing is the Funimation name is now going to be in the back, behind the curtain, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So the, it'll be like basically a company that the the normal mortal folk will never deal with again. Mm-hmm. They decided to make Crunchyroll the public face of the company, which for some people, you know, seems a little odd. I just find it funny because. As you well know, Crunchyroll actually started out as a um, yo-ho-ho in a bottle of pop site, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Yes. So to go from yo-ho-ho in a bottle of pop to the public face of the majority of the anime distribution, dubbing, etc. in North America and around the world, that's quite the jump. I remember their old tagline, you should be watching. Well, in this case, you have no choice because there's not many, there's not many other uh, competitors left. <laughs> now you're down to High Dive, and uh, for, I I think Viz is still shambling around. Yeah. I think. <laughs> so basically, it's them, High Dive, Viz. Oh, and Retro Crush as well, but they're a more niche. They don't do new stuff. They're literally, you know, meant for older stuff. Sentai is. Sentai is High Dive. High Dive, okay. Yes. Formerly ADV. Which has now been purchased, now been purchased by uh, that holding company that owns AMC. Right. I think is the, how that went. Yeah. We mentioned that. I mean, like I said, everybody figures out how to make a dollar off somebody else. That, that's how I look at it. It's like, whoa. But now I'm having all these flashbacks of renting these DVDs from Netflix 
four episodes on a DVD from ADV Films, and you go to the menu. Do it now. Remember those days? Four episodes? You're spoiled, my friend. <laughs> I'm I'm from the era where it was two or three if you were lucky. Oh, okay. When DVDs first started coming out and they were like, hmm, let's maximize our profits. Thank you very much. Yeah, I remember so, um, a, um, after the VHS craze. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember that, kids? VHS? Yeah. I, Those uh, stupid tapes. <laughs> my, um, my first anime rental on DVD when I was in college was from, I want to say it was from Green Scene. And they were more specialized in anime at the time than Netflix was. We're talking early 2000s. And the first series I watched... No, it was two. Because I rented two discs at a time. Urusei Yatsura, which I eventually finished after many years. And Roni Kenshin, which I finished in a lot quicker amount of time. Ah, yes, the good old days. (laughs) Now, I'm trying to remember the very first DVD I ever rented. I remember the first one I bought Mm -hmm. because that was Sailor Moon R, the movie. That was the very first DVD I ever bought. And I'm trying to remember which one I rented first. and It's lost to the mists of time. I know the first series I bought, Mm -hmm. which was Dual Parallel Trouble Adventure, which answers (laughs) the question. What happens if Tenchi Moyu and Neon Genesis Evangelion have a baby and the baby is well adjusted, as opposed to being, you know, a sobbing, sad, sad mess? <laughs> now you're bringing out these old nostalgic titles. Now we're going to have to look these up. Well, I have to go to High Dive for a lot of these old uh, titles, Neff. A lot of these old titles, I'm afraid, they are out of print. You are not going to find them anywhere. Not even streaming. Unless you've got a copy, you are out of luck. Wow. Like, for example, a lot of Bandai titles that aren't Gundam have disappeared. Wow. For example, Saber Marionette J. Mm. The problem is I own the discs, except I own the discs that literally (laughs) self-destructed. Because... They packaged them improperly on the spindles in the cases. They forced them on the spindles, which cracked the discs. (laughs) And the more you play those discs, they literally fall apart from the the centrifugal force. Mm. Now, you you remind me of something, the technology that they experimented with and then they did away with it. But again, going back to the era that we're just talking about now like a dvd sort of a rental service where the way it worked go ahead divix divix i think you're talking about was it divix i believe it was where basically you got the disc Mm -hmm. and then you had to go online and get the code to unlock the disc that's one of them yeah yeah which i always thought was stupid because what are you going to do with a disc? Like, trash it? Like, just yeah. waste? What I was, the one I was thinking about was, um, uh, I don't know who did this, but maybe somebody watching can jog our memories a little bit. 
It was a service where you would rent something. It would come on a DVD inside a special envelope. And the DVD had a special coating on the underside. So when you open the envelope and the DVD is exposed to the elements, you only have a certain amount of time to watch the DVD before it turned black and became unusable. Holy landfill Batman. That's just (laughs) bad, bad, bad. And I know this was a technology that they experimented with. Was it Redbox? No. Red Redbox app is, is exists now because you can take them out and put them back in, right? So it wasn't Redbox. Okay, it was something else. The word ultraviolet is popping into my head. I don't know why when you're Could mentioning be. this. I'm going. Could be. Some sort of company like that, yeah. I know our viewers might be... Uh, Turning the numbers right now, maybe trying to figure this out for us. <laughs> well, I was I was gonna say, I mean you're talking now about the very early dawning of things where it was sort of like, okay, how can we monetize this as soon as as, as much as we could? Mm. And as they found out, they couldn't necessarily do it the way they wanted to. Of course, if they waited twenty or thirty years, you end up with what you have now, which is streaming and nobody owning anything, physical mm. media wise, right? Mm. Which means that basically, you know, at the flick of a button, what you could watch today, you can't watch tomorrow. Yep. Flex play. Karim said that's Flex what play. it was. Flex play. Uh, I, I'm flabbergasted. I don't think that ever made it to Canada. I think because Canada would have looked at that and gone, excuse me? You mean you're creating waste? Just <laughs> like, That's just wrong. It was the literal self-destructing DVD disc. And the first time you watch the Mission Impossible movie, you know, the whole, it's like, oh, I heard you like to hear, you know, self-destructing discs. So I gave you the Mission Impossible movie. This notice will self-destruct and the DVD ends. That's it. You can't play it anymore. Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So it was flex play. That's what it was. So I have to, I have to refresh my memory about that in a little bit. Um. Well, yes, I'd love to talk more about these fun memories, but uh, we are going to wrap up the podcast now, the audio version of the podcast, but we're going to continue on with the video version of the podcast here so I can show you what uh, Bree and I had uh, a few nights ago at Matsuhisa in Denver when I was visiting in Colorado. So just uh, a few reminders for our audio listeners. We're going to have a caption contest coming up um, with art of our mascot, Sarah Yoshida, done by Agnes, which uh, just came out. We're not going to release it yet until the um, uh, the contest is ready. But the prize is going to be the big crochet doll of Sarah that Shinigami Liz uh, put together for us uh, yeah, from the same person who brought you uh, Sailor Moon Space Bars. <laughs> Be sure to look for that uh, in the weeks to come as we put that together. Uh, And also for our audio listeners, don't forget to uh, reach us on social media. And uh, we'll just uh, put up the screen right now if I can find it so that Neff can tell you all about it. Yeah, if you want to reach out to us about anything you hear on our uh, Twitch streams or our podcasts, drop us a line. 
at ExtremeManorRadio at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media. You can get to our social media pages by going to linktree.com forward slash anime radio. There you'll find links to our Facebook page, our Instagram account, our Twitter account, our Discord server, and our YouTube channel. And archived versions of this podcast are available at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. Audio only. Okay, so once again, um, we will be wrapping up the audio podcast now. Uh, Our Twitch streams uh, will probably be coming back next week. Uh, so stay tuned to our social media for more information on that. And if you would like to see the show and tell of all this food we're going to show you here uh, on the Twitch stream, go to the Twitch replay at twitch.tv forward slash Extreme Anime Radio, and you'll be able to watch it there. So for the audio audience, audio audience, for Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time, and remember... Keep on looking out for the Extreme Radio podcasts, and don't forget to twi- check out our Twitch streams at twitch.tv forward slash Extreme Anime Radio. Good night, everybody. Yeah.